Welcome back to New Wave Therapy. I'm Bob Burdekin, your host. Today is a rather special episode since Dan has decided that we need to take a look at one of the most misunderstood topics in natural health management. And that is what is referred to as a healing crisis. And I feel that this episode is one of the most important topics that we could cover since there's so much misinformation out in the public realm that's circulating and creating so much confusion. In fact, it can even push people away from truly understanding the concept of natural health management. So without any further delay, let's have Dan come on board and fully explain what it is and why it's become so misunderstood. Hope you enjoy it. So Dan, it looks like we've been involved in this project for some time now. And what I'm not seeing is an ending. What do you think? (laughs) We have, just the other day, you and I came up with several, almost like a dozen more topics that are critically important for people to have access to and the resources. So yeah, we're we're gonna be doing this for a while, Bob. Yeah, I believe so. And what I've started to realize is that there's so many different possibilities as to where this project can go. I, I see us getting into discussions on just about every possible topic that pertains to creating a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it's just like today, we're gonna be discussing, we're not gonna be discussing herbal herbal products, but rather we're gonna look at one of the most misunderstood topics in any type of medicine. And that's what's commonly referred to as a healing crisis. So to start it off then, what exactly is a healing crisis? You know, Bob, as clients begin their protocol and they start nourishing the body so it can cleanse and detoxify better, a lot of times people have a lot of built-up toxins that should have been eliminated a long time ago. And as you support the body, these toxins begin to break free through the bloodstream, through the lymphatics, through the digestive tract, and it can really bring on some uncomfortable symptoms. Even though it's a good thing and it's a good sign, it can be a little bit overwhelming unless a person's educated on what's actually going on. I know. My daughter, one time, we put her on a cleanse and she started to get pimples on her nose and she just <laughs> freaked out. And she's going, oh my God, you know, I can't do this anymore. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> no matter what we did, she just wouldn't listen to us, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so what can cause a client to move into a healing crisis? You know, any one of a number of things. Again, it goes back to cleansing and nourishing. So if they're potentially, if they're doing a bowel cleanse or a lymphatic detox or kidney flush or, you know, the the liver gallbladder flush, any of these cleanses, as the body responds and gets what it needs to clean house, it's going to stir up a lot of debris. That's true. So when we have that type of thing going on, again, it's a good thing to get these excess toxins out. And, you know, actually, I've actually had horses go through a healing crisis when I've worked on them. And it's been really <laughs> something I've really had to educate the owners about. <laughs> that, you know, this, this is really working. It's not working against your horse, but it's really working for them, you know. Yeah. So are there any outward signs that you look for that might indicate to you that a client is starting to move into a healing crisis? You know, one of the things we'll have is a client that feels pretty good. They're doing well. They start a cleanse and all of a sudden they start feeling less energetic. They start having a little more fatigue. Maybe the body aches. 
increase a little bit, even perspiration, sleep patterns, a lot of nauseousness or gut issues, frequent urination, uh, the bowel activity can shift a little bit. So these are common indicators. They typically mimic what people would commonly know as a flu-like symptom, okay? Okay. But this is actually a response to the body as it begins its natural purification process. These are some of the common things that people will go into. All right. Now, I'm sure that you can take the information that you would gather from a client that's experiencing a healing crisis and be able to use that for working with them successfully in the future. Am I right? Absolutely. It's a great indicator. It also lets us know if we need to do more attention to the gut or the liver or the kidneys or the lymphatics. So it points us in the direction of where additional resources may need be needed. Well, do you find any situations with clients that they actually kind of become, oh, I don't know, like they might even want to quit the program? You know, yeah, again, it goes back to like your daughter and the pimples on her nose as a teenager. She didn't like mm -hmm. that experience. This is not fun. And so, yes, we do take a lot of time in educating our clients about the potential of a reprogramming or more commonly referred to as a healing crisis occurrence. And we have five or six different resources that I like to make sure that they have. We've got them listed okay. right here that I like to make sure that clients have and say, oh, should this happen? Not that it will, but if it does, here's a quick home remedy to get you through it much gentler. Okay. Okay. So once the client is experiencing a healing crisis, said it right that time, what will be the expected indicators that they might be, what would they show? as far as, and not even, I'm wording this all wrong. It's not coming out right. That's okay. You know, get it. You know, they may not know they're going to a healing, into a healing crisis, but you as the practitioner can actually see it starting to happen. Yeah. Would that be possible? Yeah. Like for example, I got a client, we start a program. One of their concerns was nauseousness. Okay. Okay. Got them on the right digestive aids, adjusted the diet a couple of increments. They're doing it great. And instead of feeling like less nausea, it actually gets worse. Well, with improved digestion, okay, which yeah. can trigger a cleanse of the gut. It can start emulsifying and breaking things down better. And a shift in the diet. And they start feeling worse in that area. I just say, look, this could be the sign of a little bit of a detox purification of the gut. Eat a small baked potato. If that happens, eat a small baked potato. It'll act like a sponge. It'll mop up that nauseousness. It'll go right away. And nine times out of 10, it happens just that way every time. So does that protocol work for every instance? Do you come across in a healing crisis? Or do you adjust the protocol for each particular instance that you run across? We adjust the protocol accordingly. If, we're do if we feel like it's being brought on because we're doing too much okay. too soon, then I will, in fact, diminish the protocol at times. There's, certainly, that's a great question. That There's a time when that's appropriate. And then there's a time when adding in that baked potato or one of my other remedies here I love is a couple of tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, the squeezing of a half a lemon, okay, and a little bit of apple cider vinegar in that, and they drink that down in, in water three times a day. And that will help to purify the liver, the kidneys, the gut, it soothes the gut as it's going through this little bit of a purification process. That can be another way to remedy that 
if we've got into a pretty you know aggressive healing crisis. Do you see it in most of your clients or a good, great number or just a few or what do you normally see? Most people, this is a really good question. Most people go through a healing crisis or like a purification. Okay. But they feel so lousy when we start, they don't even know it. Oh, okay. okay? Then there are those that have been on the program for a while and then they'll begin doing the cleansing you know, the calendar of cleanses on a regular basis, and they might feel a little adjustment for anywhere from one to three days, never usually lasts longer than one to three days, where they'll get this nauseousness or flu-like symptoms. And, you know, they'll get a hold of me and say, hey, I'm doing the cleanse. I'm feeling a little worse. You told me to expect this. What can I do to get through it better? And we'll adjust the protocol if we need to. Okay. Uh, but typically we just adjust the, uh, we only adjust the home remedies that we would provide them to take along with their cleansing and get them right on through it. So what I've heard with all of this discussion about the cleansings and everything, you don't actually have a country doctor product for people that are going through a crisis then? No, these are really just home remedies other than I have found that a person can take the HP detox okay that that product we talked about when we did our lymph video and we right. did the liver gallbladder video okay exactly they can take that one by itself and its name is a little misleading because it's hp detox oh if i take this i'm going to detoxify more when in essence it actually harmonizes and helps balance the elimination of these excess toxins makes it easier on the liver and the gut so it actually calms down any type of healing crisis when you take it as a home remedy during those cleanses. Okay. You know, Dan, this series started out to cover the products country doctor manufacturers that they use and they share with others, but it's starting to become so much more as we progress from week to week. You know, we've covered the products and lately we're starting to show everyone that there's a lot more to country doctor than meets the eye. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing what you actually do in the process of even bringing in a new client. What it does, it shows that there's so much more to working with people with health issues than even meets the eye. You and others like you have to have a vast amount of knowledge and skill and at the same time have the ability to use it correctly. Yeah. And even more importantly, be willing to remember that what you've learned and you can implement, you have to do that so many different times and in similar ways daily. I want to thank you, Dan, for doing just that. Yeah, it's my so, pleasure. Well, you know, a lot of people I'm sure feel that way because, you know, you've helped a lot of people. You've, you've shown them a much healthier lifestyle. I'm sure you've helped families. I know you've helped a lot of children that have had really dietary problems and in essence ended up with other types of situations that have really controlled their life as well. And yeah. you've helped those young people and you should be commended for that. So I you any ideas that. for next week's episode? You know, we're going to look at some of the dietary foods and things of that nature. I think we call it the dirty half dozen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the dirty half dozen, which part of, it's a segment of our Nutrition 101 class. And, you know, to get back to something you said with about all the different resources. Yeah. You know, if I was to total it up, I'll bet there's over 2,000, maybe 2,500 different facts clinically from our reference guide materials mm -hmm. that we use to our online information to all of the resources that you're providing on your YouTube channel, 
that we need to be aware of and how to implement those resources. Okay. And the dirty half dozen represents a piece of the overall picture of the Nutrition 101 class that we teach all of our clients. And don't just share with them what they can do to get better from a, what they need to add in from a dietary standpoint. We also give them the warnings. And the dirty half dozen, I call them, are the top six foods to avoid and why. And we can get into some really good discussions on those. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you get back, like you also use the, the 6211 program, I know a lot. You know, my wife, Bertha, actually created a 6211 uh, cookbook. Cookbook, yes. A and very actually, well done cookbook. She gave it to a friend of hers. And without her even knowing it, we found out last week, she's been going on YouTube every week. They've been making one of these recipes every week. And she's just, everybody loves them. So, yeah, that's awesome. Know, that's unbelievable how we've actually introduced a lot of this stuff to people. Yeah. So it's at you this know, point. Yeah, go ahead. It's just, it's very rewarding to touch people's lives, to share this information, to have this community and, you know, the, the impact, right, that this can have exactly. by sharing it with other people. You know, getting healthy, Bob, should be fun, exciting, and full of joy. It shouldn't be drudgery and painful and cost an arm and a leg, no. right? Our approach is substantially night and day different from the modern disease management model. And the more people are aware of it, thanks to you and your channel, the more they're going to be, you know, attracted to learning more and applying more of the information and the resources that you're providing. Plus, I found out I didn't have to eat as much either. You know what? I eat a meal a day. I snack. I have healthy snacks right in the back lab area here of the clinic. I have a healthy snack in the morning, like a handful of this or that, some organic nuts, you know, veggies. I have a salad every day with my main meal. I really don't, I mean, one to two maybe meals a day. And I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm leaner than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. My blood work is better than it's ever been. I'm up at 5 a.m. every day. I'm in the gym for 45 minutes every morning. I see 20 to 25 clients every day, four days a week. That's well over 320 office visits a month. We're teaching classes in the evening. You and I are recording, you know, right. classes in the evening. We've got, and it's because of this is just so much fun it's just you know and i can't come up with a better word we love it obviously you love it yeah we certainly have a passion for it we're good at it we enjoy it and the people change the impact on people like with bertha and the cookbook with your friend and they're going through that and experiencing mm -hmm. what it's like to eat healthy and enjoy it and and do it in a relatively very affordable manner i mean it's just it's win 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 all the way down the line well, I have one bad thing that I do, but, you know, my wife bakes every day, you know. Yeah, but, somebody sent me an email about this yeah, that, today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I usually have fresh biscuits in the morning or something like that, nice hot fresh biscuits. That's all I have, you know. I'll have two or three of those, and I won't eat again until the evening. So, yeah, yeah. But, you know, anyway. But cognitive function and mental clarity focus stamina right body aches are gone i mean it's just there's just so many benefits to this way of life yeah you know we really have to put it we have we have to look at we got to close off the episode all right kept secrets and supplements i want to remind everybody to do what they already know what to do to help us expand and share with us so we can get out to as many people as as possible so say good night dan good night dan
So until next week, when Dan and I will bring you the best kept secrets and supplements, be safe and be healthy. Thanks for being here. <laughs>